Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I recommend, now that your young person has walked across that stage, you get them over to Leon Tailoring, get them to their career services division. That's right. In this economy, even though jobs are plentiful, it won't help you if you don't look the part. So at Leon Tailoring Career Services Division, they got the perfect thing that your young man or young lady needs to get them off into the world of work and at very reasonable and affordable prices. And heck, who knows? You might even see something for yourself if you're looking for a new job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, their career services division, Larry Norm, Kim, and Judy, always glad to help you out. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, obviously, city's uh, sort of another homeless initiative. How is this different than homeless initiatives in the past? Well, it's uh, in conjunction with downtown Indy Inc. Uh, it's focused almost exclusively on the Mile Square. Uh, most of our uh, unsheltered and homeless initiatives uh, impact, uh, hopefully, in positive ways all areas of the city. This is a decidedly focused effort on alleviating uh, challenges that downtown faces as the result of the pandemic, and hopefully uh, will be a path to uh, encouraging people to return to downtown, not only to work, but to play as well. There's great need across the city for in that house population, not just in the Miles Square. So why is there now a specific focus on outreach in Miles Square? Well, uh, because I think the, the, the need still exists. I mean, I, I think that it's there's no question statistically that downtown and the Mile Square in particular are, is the safest neighborhood in all of Indianapolis. But the truth is also um, we have a lot of people that are in need uh, that make downtown their home. Uh, they suffer from uh, diagnosed and undiagnosed, maybe mental health challenges, um, maybe substance use or abuse. Um, and our ambassadors and this outreach effort will be um, focused on making sure those people minimally have shelter and uh, secondarily are getting uh, the assistance that they need to uh, address some of the challenges that they face. One of the big issues has always been uh, sort of affordable housing or attainable housing. How do you do that in the downtown area when so much is just market-driven? Well, I, we, are, we are going to be partnering with the state. Uh, as I'm sure you are aware, the state did include $20 million in its budget for a low-barrier shelter. And uh, we had previously, the council had approved, what, $13 million, $12 million. So we hope to partner with the, uh, with the state. Uh, in terms of um, the, 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 not only the creation of a low barrier shelter, but uh, adopting many of the recommendations of our uh, housing task force that the state put together. And hopefully we'll be able to move the dial in that direction as well. Is this the first time since the pandemic that there's dedicated city source funding for outreach to homeless individuals? Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. no we've, we've, we've funded street outreach over the years. It's typically through um, like either community development block grants or emergency solutions grants, but we, we've, we've, we've uh, supported street outreach for a long time. Right. And is that usually in the city budget? It's in, so it's not a line item in the city budget, but when we appropriate our annual action plan grants and our continuum of care grants, right. that's not always in alignment directly with the budget. I see. Okay, makes sense. 
Um, my last question is just that, um, you know, we know that the city doesn't have enough housing, especially permanent supportive housing. And of course, the city continues to build more. But, you know, with all this focus, six outreach people reaching out to lots of people downtown, do you worry that the individuals you're reaching out to, there may not be permanent supportive homes for them to move into? Well, uh, th that's some of the rationale behind the master leasing strategy that was a recommendation of the state low barrier shelter task force and that we've been discussing with the city county council or uh, city county council over the last couple of months so the concept behind master leasing is the city going out and actively um leasing apartments to use as emergency housing short-term emergency housing so the council at its last meeting uh, appropriated our first tranche of funds to master lease up to 60 units. Um, and so if you think about the work of like a downtown street outreach team, in essence, connecting a person who's unsheltered with a master leased unit as emergency short-term housing, then that can be a that can be the period of time that's needed while we assemble a person's documentation, driver's licenses, birth certificates, uh, a housing voucher for a permanent place to live, um, and it can sort of interrupt the need to have. Uh, to go to a shelter, for example, you can go straight to a master leased unit. So, uh, so there are we're in conversations right now about taking down those first sixty units. Uh, the goal that the housing ta the shelter task force um, uh, set was to get to two hundred master leased units over a period of time, um, but we'll get into the first sixty hopefully in the next couple of months. How important is dealing with the homeless issue downtown? Well, I think it's uh, critically important, uh, that, that, just not in downtown, but anytime uh, one of our neighbors is unsheltered or homeless, uh, chronically so, um, that's a, um, a moral commitment that the city uh, should does make to try to find permanent supportive housing. Uh, I want to emphasize uh, what Jeff said, but uh, also uh, it's not enough just to have the unit you got to have the support uh, services there that keep the people in the units. And I think over time, uh, we'll see a, a shift uh, to permanent supportive housing uh, because whether it's master leasing or otherwise, those are admittedly emergency temporary steps. We want to go farther, ultimately, into a permanent supportive housing uh, mode and keep people housed permanently. Right. Yep. Yep. Good to see you. I'm glad, I'm glad you feel better. Hey, thank you, my friend. I appreciate yeah. it. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.